Welcome to Talking Mopars episode number 103. I have to say that it's good to be back. After two weekends of travel to some really fun events around the country, a sick wife and kid at home, and one of my bulldogs being diagnosed with cancer and having to have surgery, it has been a stressful couple of weeks, and I really needed to just spend some time with my family. So thank you to everyone who reached out to check up on me. That really means a lot, and I truly appreciate it. And a big thanks to you all for being so patient while I reset and get this show back on track. I've got some catching up to do all across the board, but I'm looking forward to it. This episode is going to be a recap of Holly's second annual Mo Party, which took place September 17th, 18th, and 19th at Beach Bend Raceway Park in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and what a great time it was. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. <laughs> You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. I never thought that I'd take this show on the road in less than two years, but September proved to be the month that I actually made it happen. First with Muscle Cars at the Strip in Las Vegas, and then with Holly's Mo Party in Kentucky. I feel so fortunate to have had these opportunities and they are now events that I will absolutely try to be at every year from here on. Both events were awesome in their own right and both really gave me an opportunity to get out there and meet people and do some brainstorming on how I plan to proceed with events moving forward. But I'll be 100% honest and say that I was not properly prepared for either event. In Vegas, my phone was overheating and in trying to experience the event with my own eyes, the amateur videography I was taking with my iPhone was lackluster at best. I also feel that I just didn't get the amount of content that I would have liked to. The same can be said about my trip to Kentucky for Mo Party. And I had bought a rig for my iPhone to get steadier shots, along with a portable mic that I could attach to the rig to get better sound quality. Where I really messed up was not anticipating the bad cell service that I would have at the event. And the lack of that cell service made it next to impossible to get a reliable Facebook Live video feed, which really sucked. It was an absolute gut punch because I would have had some epic footage. Reluctantly, I decided to just start recording video to edit and release later. This is where my next ginormous problem came. My phone didn't have enough space left to record the amount of footage that I wanted it to. The first video I recorded cut short at like three minutes saying that the storage on my iPhone was full. And it was. <laughs> uh, for the past two years, I've been collecting pictures and video of my daughter because she's my firstborn. And you know, those first couple of years, you're just recording and taking pictures all the time. So I have several thousand pictures and videos of my daughter on my phone, and it prevented me from getting all the video and pictures that I wanted to get at Mo Party. And I felt like an idiot, and I absolutely was because I was not prepared. I should have cleared out the phone. I should have brought my digital camera. There's so many things that I should have done that I didn't. And I have a lot of regrets, but the one regret I don't have from either event was going. The only blessing that I got was actually once, <laughs> once I got over the depression of my undeniable failure, I realized that instead of dwelling on these negatives, I could actually instead take it as a hard lesson learned 
but also as an opportunity to truly experience the event and not just solely be focused on content, even though that's really what I was there for. But I also took the time to plan out how I would cover the event next year and be better prepared. So I guess that's a good thing. But thinking about both events and others that I'm hoping to attend, I now have a solid plan on how I'm going to go about getting that content. That's not to say that I didn't get any content at all. In fact, I still need to edit what video I do have and share the pictures that I was able to take. So be sure to watch my social media for those. They're going to be coming really soon. I did manage to get one solid Facebook live stream from beginning to end. And it just so happened to be the burnout contest, which is really cool. And it featured quite a few trucks, including a tin grill, which really made my day. And, you know, thinking back on the event, I'm just like, God, it was awesome. So what was the event like? Well, let's, uh, let's start from the beginning. I jumped on a plane late into the night on Thursday to be in Bowling Green sometime Friday afternoon. It was my way of taking a mental mental health day from work. So I took Friday off and I jumped on a plane. I did have a short layover in Dallas and I love Texas. I will say that. But after that, it was a straight shot to Nashville where I would grab my rental vehicle, which was a cool single cab short bed Ram 1500 with a Hemi and some American racing torque thrust twos and head over to Mo Party. I have to stop here <laughs> and say that the best part of both of these trips weren't even the Mopars. The best parts, and I know this is going to sound corny, but it's true. The best parts were getting to meet all of my Mopar friends in person that I've gotten to know over the years on social media, especially the members of the Motley crew of Mopars. These guys, you know, Johnny Mopar, Blake and Mike from DIY Hemi, and Matt and Chris from the Mad Fro Monroe on Big Blocks Garage podcast. They have all become great friends, and up until these events, I've never actually met them in person, and that's my favorite part of the internet, the positive connections that you can make with other people around the country and around the world. And, you know, sometimes you never get to meet them, but in this case, I met up with all these guys, so, you know, this is probably where I should promote them all. So go check out Johnny Mopar on YouTube, Johnny Mopar's Garage on Facebook, Blake and Mike at DIYHemi.com and Matt and Chris from the Mad Fro Monroe on Big Blocks Garage podcast. You can actually find all of their social media at Big Blocks Garage, at DIY Hemi, and at Johnny Mopar. It was great to finally meet these guys in person, and as expected, they were all cooler in person. They're all great guys, and I'm honored to call them all my friends. Anyways, I land in Nashville, grab my trick little rental truck, and hit the road north to Kentucky, and I gotta say, I love the South. A majority of the people that I've come across while traveling through the South have been really nice. And it makes me want to move out of Washington and head South. <laughs> you know, um, I'd be a liar if I said that I didn't look at some property in Kentucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? On my way back, I was like, oh, you know, Kentucky's kind of nice. I like it because I've never been to Kentucky before. Um, when I was driving a semi truck over the road, I never made it to Kentucky. But uh, I did spend some time in some other southern states and I really enjoyed it. But um, there's definitely more Mopars in the south. And that's always a plus for me. <laughs> so I'm honestly considering some point in my life moving south, whether it be to Texas or Louisiana, maybe Arkansas. I don't know. Somewhere south. Uh, Texas is calling my name, though. I got to be honest. But anyways, I hit the freeway and the weather isn't great. Flying into Nashville, you can see above... the. You, because you're above the clouds, obviously, in a plane. So I'm looking and I'm like, well, it's blue sky up here. And I'm looking at this layer of clouds and I'm like, that does not look so good. But um, 
you know, we land and, you know, I get the rental and I'm looking at the sky and the sun is really trying to break through the clouds, but is having no luck. <laughs> so I hit the road and just before the Kentucky border, it starts dumping rain. I am now thinking to myself that this is really going to have a negative impact on the show. But once I got across the border into Kentucky, thankfully it was dry and the rain had stopped. So I get to Mo Party and I have to say that Beach Bend Raceway Park is pretty dang big. I wasn't expecting it to be that big. I mean, I knew it was like a, a theme park and like a raceway all in one, but I just didn't know what to expect. You know, I had seen pictures and stuff and overhead views, but it's really something to behold. And I'm, God, what a great venue for an automotive event. That's all I got to say about that. But I guess I just wasn't expecting it to have quite as large of a footprint as it did. But once I got there, the first thought I had was, this event has some room to grow, and that is awesome for Mo Party. So I get all my stuff ready, and I try to go live on Facebook as soon as I get out of the truck. No signal. My heart freaking sank. I got to be honest. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Because, you know, all my content, I was planning on being live video streaming, you know, on Facebook Live. So that really, really gut punched me. Like I said earlier, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. And I just wasn't prepared for that. I just wasn't expecting that. And I should have been more prepared. I'll admit that huge mistake on my part. Um, you know, it was, it was at this moment that I knew I was going to have issues streaming all weekend. And it just, it really, it took the wind out of my sails at first, but I was like, you know what? We're going to get something. I guarantee we'll get something. So I go get my media badge and vest and I head into the event hoping that I can get a signal once I actually start walking around. And it is immediately apparent that Mo Party is going to be a staple event for Mopar enthusiasts moving forward into the future. And I say this because as soon as I got out of the truck, I heard tires squealing and drag racing. And as soon as I hit the show field, I saw a plethora of of both modern and classic Mopars. It was, it was really a sight to behold. I mean, all you, all your, all your, you know, car enthusiast senses are going off visual audible. And like when these race cars are going down the track, you can feel them, you know? So it was really, it was really something cool to experience. I actually managed to get some initial live video once I started walking around, but it was short lived. I was stunned, let me say this, I was stunned to see such a wide array of Mopars from restored to ratty to full-blown race cars. I'm telling you guys, Moparty is going to continue to grow and will most likely be right up there with all the other Mopar events that have been going on for decades. That's my prediction, but um, I, I just see this being a really cool event. And I mean, it was a cool event, but moving forward, I think it's, I think it's only going to grow and get bigger and it's going to be a lot of fun. I can guarantee it. But I could sit here and rant and rave about all the different Mopars that were there. But I feel this would be the perfect time to talk about my favorite Mopar from the show. Now, there was a really sweet street van there. I will say that's one of the nicest vans I've ever seen. But even that didn't hold a candle <laughs> to this car that I saw only a few minutes into walking into the show. So not too far into the show, I see this beautiful red 69 Coronet nine passenger wagon complete with wood paneling 
And the best part of all, it had a roof rack, like the luggage rack on top too. And the best part of all was the wagon was Hellcat swapped and it was beautiful. The owner's name is John and he did an absolute amazing job on this build. I'll be posting some pics of this thing on my social media, but do yourself a favor and Google search Coronet wagon Hellcat swap and you're sure to see it. The car is absolutely phenomenal. I, I would definitely have to say that it was my favorite, if not top, top five easily. But um, the car just, it was just beautiful. Everything was done right. And I'm not going to sit here for 20 minutes and describe it to you. You really need to go see this car. It was just really, it was the coolest wagon I've ever seen. Um, and uh, just, just so cool. And I really liked it because, you know, it was a wagon. You know, you just don't see the wagons, the sedans. You know, you're starting to see more of the trucks, some more vans. But uh, wagons, I think. I think they're going to be huge and I think it's going to be really hard to find wagons here pretty soon because I think people are going to start snagging them up while they're still reasonably cheap. I've seen some expensive ones, but I've also seen some for really cheap. Um, locally, there's like a 68. I want to say it's a satellite. I think it's a 68 satellite wagon for like two grand, but it's a complete pile. <laughs> um, still might be worth two grand, but... Anyways, there were plenty of special attractions at Moparty, from drag racing and autocross to swap meets and Dodge Hellcat thrill rides. There were some fun General Lee demonstrations at the end of the event. On my, on my last day on Saturday night, there was a burnout contest and a whole bunch of Mr. Norm Mopars, both old and new. One of my regrets was not getting a chance to speak with Norm Jr., Mr. Norm's son, but I have a feeling we'll be chatting soon, so no worries there. I do want to take this second to shout out to Blaine Burnett from Holly. He made me feel welcome at Moparty, and we had a great time at one point cruising around the show in a golf cart, talking Mopars and Moparty. Some of that ride I was able to capture on a Facebook live stream, but the feed kept cutting in and out, which really gut punched me once again. But big shout out and thank you to Blaine for being super accommodating to me. He's a super cool dude, and you can tell that he definitely has a passion for what he does in organizing these events. So hopefully he stays at the helm and brings us an even bigger and better Mo Party number three next year. So Dodge Thrill Rides. I've never actually experienced one of these. I've heard about them and seen, you know, videos of these Dodge Thrill Rides, but I've never got to experience one until Mo Party. What an absolute blast. To put it simply, there are a bunch of Hellcat Challengers and Chargers, and while the autocross isn't happening, these pro drivers are taking the pavement over and pushing these Hellcats to their limits. I've always been curious about what these Hellcats are capable of in a controlled environment, and I gotta say, I am absolutely impressed. It was a couple of the funnest minutes I've ever had as a passenger in a car, I can say that. If you've never had the chance to experience one of these Dodge Thrill Rides, you absolutely have to at some point. I was talking to the driver, and he was telling me that after 15 runs, you know, so basically, you know, we'll say less than a half an hour of run time, they have to change the tires because they go so crazy with these things. It was awesome. And I'm actually looking forward to doing another one of those. And it really made me want a Hellcat. But there's nothing better than hanging out with your Mopar buddies doing Mopar things. And that's what the Motley crew of Mopars did Friday and Saturday. We actually had an Airbnb on Friday night. We did a live podcast. It was so much fun. I know we all had a blast and Mo Party will likely be a yearly occasion that we all get together and enjoy the event. And hopefully next year we can bring Johnny Mopar along because he didn't make it out to Mo Party, which was 
it was a tragedy. <laughs> I got to say that, but I'll tell you what, the boys, Matt and Chris from Mad Fro Monroe on Big Block's Garage managed to capture some amazing footage. So once again, be sure to go check out at Big Block's Garage on social media for their event coverage. They really did an awesome job. They definitely picked up the slack <laughs> where I failed. You know what I mean? One thing that kept coming up in my mind while I was taking in all the fun Mopar festivities at Moparty was that I absolutely must get the Mr. Norm tribute truck out to Moparty. I have to. I need to. But first, it needs to be Hemi swapped. I have the Gen 3 Hemi in the garage. It's a 2012 5.7. I know it's not a Hellcat, but for now, it's going to it's going to it's going to get thrown in the truck and I will have all the components in place if I ever want to upgrade to a 64 or Hellcat or gosh, a Hellephant, something crazy. You know, I'll have it I'll have everything in place. But I'm pretty sure that's the project I'm going to be tackling this winter is getting the truck Hemi swapped. Thankfully, I have my friends Blake and Mike over at DIYHemi.com to help me with all my wiring needs. <laughs> and of course, I can't be covering Mo Party without mentioning the lineup of parts that Holly has available for swapping a Gen 3 Hemi into an old Dodge truck. I'm so freaking happy that an aftermarket company as big as Holly has decided to supply an often neglected segment of the Mopar community in desperate need of aftermarket parts with these Hemi swap components. Man, us Dodge truck enthusiasts, especially like the older ones, you know, the first gens and the tin grills, we're desperate for parts. The aftermarket just doesn't support us as much as they should, especially with how popular these trucks are getting. But um, if you have a Dodge truck, and you are interested, or even um, a Jeep, or, you know, an old classic Mopar muscle car, you got to go check out holly.com and see what they have to offer for uh, swapping a modern Hemi into your old Mopar. They have a lot of stuff. And it's definitely going to be one of my go to spots for when I swap in a Hemi into the old Mr. Norm truck, that's going to be a lot of fun. But the Mr. Norm truck absolutely needs a Hemi. And I think for what I need it for, a Gen 3 Hemi will fit the bill perfectly. So hopefully next year at Moparty 3, you will see the Mr. Norm truck in the Talking Mopars tent, where I will be talking Mopars live with you from Moparty. It's going to be a blast. I've got big plans. Um, I just, I can't believe how much fun that show was. I really can't wait to go next year and you know, that combined with muscle cars at the strip, I really would like to get to Carlisle next year, but definitely, definitely got to go to muscle cars at the strip and definitely have to go to Mo party three. That's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait, but in conclusion, you know, if you missed this year's Mo party, that sucks, <laughs> but don't worry. This amazing event is going to be coming for years to come. And I can guarantee you that it will be bigger and better as the years go on. So start saving, start planning now for next year so you don't miss out on the fastest growing Mopar event in the world. <laughs> it, is it really the fastest growing Mopar event in the world? I'm not quite sure. I might, I might be, might be speaking out of line here, but it was actually something like four times bigger than last year's Moparty. So I think it's safe to say that it is the fastest growing Mopar event in the world. So there you go. See you at Moparty 3.
There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. Thank you for being patient with me as I get the ball rolling again, get back into my groove. For everything you need to know about this podcast, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And don't forget that you can send me your stories, questions, comments, complaints, suggestions, and everything else on your Mopar addicted mind to Chris at TalkingMopars.com. Or you can leave me a voice message on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR to hear yourself on the show. And friends... If you enjoy the show and would like to show your support for Talking Mopars, it's super easy to do so. You can grab some Talking Mopars merchandise like t-shirts, stickers, and other cool gear on the merch shop at TalkingMopars.com. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.